Introducing Kicking Back with the Cooks, presented by Woodhouse. 18 brands, 16 convenient locations, simplified car buying to save you time. Shop, finance, and buy online at woodhouse.com. Here's head coach John Cook, along with your host, Lauren Cook-West. Welcome back to Not Conversation with the Cooks. We have a new name, but the same podcast, Kicking Back with the Cooks. And we are back uh, for what I consider is season three, episode one, uh, August, 2021. And we had to take a break because coach cook, you were getting sick of lessons and confessions every month. So just to keep your sanity, that's why we took a break, right? Uh, I guess, I don't know. I (laughs) I just do what I'm told and be where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be. So I'm open for anything. Well, I've been asked so many times about when we were going to come record another episode. People love listening to these and they want more. So we are here delivering more episodes and we're going to be back to uh, our every month schedule. So once a month, every month uh, for this foreseeable future, thanks to Husker Athletics. Yeah, I've just been inspired with Nicklin and Lauren's podcast to, to raise us to a new level. So I'm excited to see how, how what level we can go to today. Oh, okay. Uh, can you believe this is year three of doing a podcast with me? No. Has it been that long? Yeah. Do you remember our very first episode that we did sitting right where you're at? Uh, Mike gave us some, Mike LA gave us some microphones. We had the little recording equipment. I had no idea what I was doing. I was trying to figure out how to re- make sure I was recording and we sat in the conference room and, and that was, yeah, about three years ago. Wow. I just remember when Russ Rose came on, that was epic. <laughs> I think that's still our most popular episode, Yeah. but I'm hoping that a, we're not doing guests anymore, but I do have a special guest and I'm hoping will join us today. She's currently napping. Uh, so oh, she wakes up okay. <laughs> we're going to, uh, introduce her to Husker Nation. Okay, so I, I just wanna catch up and, and uh, go through some updates because a lot has happened since the last time we, we recorded. So first of all, you're celebrating your 40th wedding anniversary today. That is quite the milestone. So congratulations. Thank you, Lauren. That's yeah, and, and 30 of them were with you, right? <laughs> <laughs> that deserves yeah. a bonus right there. It does. It does. So what have you been up to? What has the team been up to? Talk us, take us through, I guess, where you guys left off uh, finishing the season with that loss to Texas. What kind of just a quick run run through of what has transpired since then? Well, we've had a normal summer, meaning that the players came back in early June. They got to work out all summer uh, with our strength coach, they got to work camps, they got to go to school. So it was a much more normal summer uh, compared to last year where it was start, stop and all that. And, uh, of course we incorporated six new players, six freshmen, three were here in January, but didn't play. They did get to travel. Uh, so that, that has been a normal summer for us. We had three of our freshmen, Allie, Lindsay, and, uh, Lexi Rodriguez all got to go to the junior world championships in Netherlands. So they tried out for the USA team in Las Vegas. I happened to be recruiting in Las Vegas at the same time, because that's where the junior Olympics were being held. Uh, so they were there at the same time they made the team and 
uh, got to go to Netherlands. So they missed quite a bit of the summer playing in that. I think they got fifth place. Uh, all three played. Uh, Allie and uh, Lexi started, and Lindsay had a key role coming off the bench and uh, played great in their match against Poland, which uh, went five games. Uh, and, and I think she had like three blocks in the fifth game and four kills. I mean, she just took over the match. So it was really fun to watch those guys. Um, and then, of course, the Olympics were great as well. Take us through, give us a glimpse into two-a-days because you guys just finished up two weeks of two-a-days. Was that normal as well from what you've done in years past or did you alter that at all based on just everything that's happened over the last year? It's the trainings, we've seen a little more injuries than normal, training's been looking a little different. So did two-a-days look different or was that pretty much the same as it's been every or August? Yeah, we went back to traditional two a day. So typically we go twice on Monday, nine to 11. We started on a Monday. So we went nine to 11, three to six, same thing on Tuesday, Wednesday's a morning lift, but it's a recovery lift. So they go through and it's just basically to activate certain parts of their body, get them going, get the soreness out. And then we practice once on Wednesday. It's a lower jump day. Thursday's another nine to 11, three to six. Then Friday's one practice. And then Saturday, a week ago Saturday, we uh, scrimmaged, played a regular match, and then repeated the same schedule the second week, and which ended in the red-white last night. Uh, and now we go to school starts Monday. So we're, we're in school Monday, and we go to one practice, and we don't have as much time to train. And I cherish those two-a-days uh, for training because we get to get spend time on a lot of reps and getting a lot of reps in and teaching a lot. Uh, Starting this week, you know, we're, we're preparing for three teams. We've got to prepare a lineup. Um, so we don't have as much time to work on those fundamentals or those reps. And, and they're starting school, which is always uh, kind of uh, Stress, stressful. You know, another, another distraction um, that comes up. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's always an interesting, you know, it's just like almost starting another season this week because uh, – Last two weeks, we just had nothing but volleyball and video and, and eat, sleep, and recover. And now we throw in school. So it's almost like another season starts. Normally, you give the first day of school off of practice. Are you doing that this year? No. No, we stopped doing that after you graduated. <laughs> they don't complain as much anymore as you guys did. So, But here's the deal, Lauren. Half of them don't even go to school because they, they do it online. So there's no school. Like the freshmen, you know, but here's what, here's, what's crazy is our sophomores. So uh, who were technically freshmen last year, they don't even know where their classes are because they've never been to class because they were all online last year. So we're going to have half our team is going to be learning how to go to class for the very few classes that they have. I'd say probably 50% of their classes now will be online. So uh, some are in, in classrooms and then some are 50-50, uh, I would say, is the average probably for all of our players. So it's a whole nother dynamic now. So I don't worry as much about the first day of school. Plus, our life skills and academics have got them so squared away now. Usually the first day of school is they're, they're getting parking tickets. They're lost. Uh, they lose their end card. Uh, they can't find their classes. They forget their books. So it's one of those deals. And then they come to practice, like checked out. I mean, they're just frantic, but now they're all, everything's so smooth, streamlined and smooth for them. 
Um, we don't worry about us anymore. Who do we have to thank for that? Is that all Dennis LeBlanc? It's Dennis LeBlanc and Keith Zimmer, just getting all that organized. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think the online class part of it. And, and again, they've been here all summer, so they've been in class. So it's just more normal routine. The difference is now we've got 20,000 students here instead of just athletes here. And that's, that's the other big change. Well, so my next question is, how do you keep your girls safe if they are going to class, not bringing COVID back into the gym or to the team and getting exposed? Are they, is there a mask mandate for classes or are you requiring them to wear masks? Uh, Well, everybody had to test this past week. um, And uh, there's, there's each, if you have to go to in-person class, there are protocols for safety. I don't know exactly what they are. It depends on the class. Obviously, if you're in a lab working very closely with the people, there's going to have to be masks and things in place. Uh, uh, but I, I don't think there's a mask mandate for just general classes, but I think they space them out. Um, so uh, uh, there's social distancing. Uh, but we're, we're asking our players to wear masks uh, just for extra protection because um, – you know, we can't take the chance of, you know, potentially somebody getting it because it shuts them down. So uh, we're required, we're asking them to wear a mask and then, um, you know, just be careful. And the, the ones that are at the scariest are, you know, the, the players that are in the dorms because all those college kids came back. So they're pretty much told they better be wearing masks over there. Can you enlighten us on can you enlighten us on what the COVID protocol is for the season? I mean, last season, you guys were testing every day. If, you know, someone on, we, we saw this happen with Wisconsin, for example, they had a couple COVID cases that broke out. So they were shut down. I mean, the whole team was shut down for a couple of weeks. So what is, what are the rules for this season? Um, you know, how are you guys testing every day? If someone does get COVID, how, are just is just that individual player shut down is your whole team shut down um just enlighten us on some of the rules that you have for the season if there are any well first of all there's really no requirements everybody had to test to get into nebraska and now we we have no testing going now we'll see how they're going to evaluate it week to week the big thing is vaccinated not vaccinated if you're not vaccinated and you're exposed or come down you're you're isolated if you're vaccinated and we've already been exposed to somebody in our office tested positive, we won't name names, but uh, uh, she has a lot of kids that she's <laughs> drooling all over her, you know. So anyway, even though she was vaccinated, she came back, got it again. And so now we're masking in the office. Uh, we have to be careful. We're masking in practice, everybody who was up in the office. So that's one of the requirements. So we do have some, if something, somebody tests positive or exposure, then there's certain protocols we go through, but it's mainly just wearing masks and we're going to get tested every couple of days just to make sure we don't have an outbreak. And I think that's same for the team and we're all, the whole team's been vaccinated. So you're not worried about potentially any matches getting canceled or. Oh, oh yeah. I'm oh, you are really concerned. Yeah. What about, what about fans? Are you worried that you guys will get to, I mean, you had, I think that you had just under 8,000 fans at the match last night. And I know not everyone was in a mask. A lot of people were, are you worried about fan restrictions at all? Potentially, you know, a decision being made that 
not as many fans are allowed in Devaney or no fans? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried depending on how everything goes, but the fact that Garth was here um, and we'll see if anything transpires out of the Devaney crowd, but, you know, I would say about half the crowd was mass. So people are feeling pretty comfortable. Um, and um, I'm, I'm hoping we have a season. I just, I think there's, you know, it seems like there's not, there's a lot less or a lot more tolerance for everything going on now and trying to get back to normal, you know, and, and boy, it felt good to see that Devaney full last night. Did Maddie Kubik cry when she saw it? Didn't, weren't you telling me that she was going to cry when she saw the fans last night? I don't know because she was up being introduced up somewhere, but I know Lauren cried um, and several of them were worried. I think Lexi cried. So it was very emotional seeing the crowd and running out there again. Very much. I loved how I loved how the players were introduced. So we're recording this Sunday, August twenty second. Last night, Saturday, August twenty first, was your red white scrimmage, uh, and I loved how the players were introduced. They were up in the stands, kind of spread out, and they had large team signed volleyballs that they were just handing out to members. And I just think that's so cool. And the fans probably appreciated that because, I mean, how often does that happen? Uh, well, so Lauren, there was typically the red, white, you know, we just go and play and, and because we wanted to make sure that our fans felt appreciated and we wanted them to know that. So we brainstormed a little bit and, uh, we donated those balls from camp. They're really nice balls. They've got the championship years on them. It's imprinted into the ball. They're, they're great balls, uh, to give away. So we signed 16 of them, everybody, so everybody could give one and, and we gave out 400 posters, which are really cool. And so we just wanted to, you know, we had the interviews going on in between games and just, just to make it very interactive. I tried to get one side cheering for each side, but they, they still have a hard time cheering this red white. I don't get it, but we're going to have to do something else. I mean, have a contest what side cheers better and give out runs or something like that. So, um, um, Anyway, it's just, uh, or mall cups, maybe mall cups would get it done. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Two big questions from the red, white scrimmage. Since we're talking, since we're on that topic right now, first of all, oh, how's Nick? Are we, we going to take a break at all on this podcast? Cause like I'm, I might be working on some NIL deals for me. So like, <laughs> if, if this is true, I mean, this would be a time I might say, Hey, this is, you know, scooters coffee, but I don't have, I'm not allowed to have NIL deals. So. We don't have to do that in this, but this would be the time if we had a break, right? Yeah, we, we should uh, try to find some NIL deals to sponsor on this podcast. Okay, so Nicklin Hames, she went down last night. Is she okay? What's the update with her? The good news is it's not, she doesn't, it didn't break. Nothing's broken and nothing's torn. So it's sprained ankle. So that's the great news. How long she's out for, I don't know. It was a freak play. I've never seen it before just really freak play and you know of course i didn't sleep last night because i'm okay maybe we shouldn't have played four games and and <laughs> you know uh anyway but they looked fresh they were going hard they were having fun it was fun i i was really impressed with we kept rotating lineups and rotating players through uh on both sides and just they all played great together you know, it didn't matter who was in there. And so I think that's a really good sign for this team. The next big question is, do you have a starting lineup after? 
<laughs> no. Um, so we're going to have to work through that this week. I have a getting a little clearer picture, but, you know, they're now, now, now with Nicklin out probably for a while, uh, you know, the 6-2 comes back into the picture. So, so as a thought, because we could, we could do that, but there's advantages and disadvantages to that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, praying on that one. Hopefully it, it comes to me. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll pray for you. You'll be in my thoughts this week. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you can figure it out before Friday. Uh, you mentioned you handed out posters and on those posters is a big tree, right? Yeah. And it says our roots run deep and that's your theme for the season. And the girl, do the girls come up with that? How do you guys figure out a theme for each season? So the, the, the players come up with the themes and we have a theme board of all the themes we've ever done. In fact, a few years ago, they did the season tickets. They did all those themes like we over me with each other for each other. Good to great to unstoppable. So we've had some great themes. So this team came up with roots, our roots run deep because I think we've been talking a lot about the tradition of this program and not having the fans here makes you think about how special this program is when all that's taken away. And they came up with that. And then Nick Burkhart, who's in our social media department, he's, he's unbelievable what he does. I'm, I'm, he, I just get blown away every week. And the biggest compliment I could pay him doing the artwork on this is I want to get this thing framed. Uh, but the detail, putting all the traditional things in their trophies, uh, rings, uh, you, you know, um, all in the roots of that. And then there's like in the top of the tree, there's like carved car initials and stuff carved in there. Um, but very, very creative, has everybody's names on there. And then, of course, it incorporates the Devaney. And then there, if you notice, if you really study the artwork part of it, um, you know, we've got some of the old Coliseum in it as well. So some of the pillars from the Coliseum. So we just wanted it to be a poster. And because, Lauren, this fall also, the timing of this, we're having a Hall of Fame class where Jordan Larson is getting inducted and Coach Pettit's getting inducted. And I think that's October 1st weekend. And then we're bringing back a couple different teams. Uh, let's see. So this is 2021. So the 2001 team, I think, is coming back. Uh, and I maybe the 2011 team. I can't remember who all they got coming back. But we've got, we're trying to honor the tradition of this program by having these events and this poster runs perfect for that. Love it. So not only do you have your first match coming up this week, but you have your debut on good morning America, correct? That is a week from today. Yes. <laughs> What's well, the today show? So it's a, the, the oh. today show on Sunday mornings. Okay. Yeah. So the today show. So, so everyone just needs to watch the today show a week from today. Yeah, Lexi and I are, are supposed to be on there, and it's about the NIL. It was a very extensive interview, way more than what I thought it would be. Um, it was pretty interesting because they had they had a crew here filming practice, filming us all day. Then the then the Zoom call like this was they were in Miami, Florida. Uh, anyway, it was it was pretty wild. It did not run as smooth as. Mike Elliott and Husker Sports Network here, and not nearly as smooth as that, but uh, they had their glitches, I can tell you that. 
but we got it seemed like there was probably 10 people working on all this at one time. Hus- it's Huskers Radio Network. Husker, is that what it is now? Huskers, okay, I, I've got to get that. Uh, all I know is Mike Elliott's the man. So, I mean, when, when he's in the yeah. house, everything's great. <laughs> You're big time now. <laughs> Celebrity status. Yeah. You're also big time because Coach Frost called you up. Uh, when was this? Friday? Friday morning? Friday, Friday morning. And he said, Coach Cook, will you come talk to my team tonight? It was their, I think their last night of meetings or something. Mm-hmm. And he wanted you to come talk with the, the entire, I'm assuming it was the entire team. It was all the 115 guys that are here training and all the coaches and support staff. They have an auditorium over there, great auditorium. Uh, that they all meet in, and that's where it was. So what the heck did you say to the Nebraska football program? Or is it top secret? No, it's not top secret. Uh, And I've, you know, my whole goal is they have speakers come in every night, all the time, every night. And, And first of all, he asked me to come on the last night. So that's either the guys just want to get out of there and they're super tired Cause we don't even meet on the, on that art. We, you know, practice Friday and I let them go because they're, they're ready. They're checked out. So it's not worth trying to meet. So I'm just thinking, great. These guys are going to be checked out. Uh, uh, or they want, you know, somebody that has a good message at the end of the two a days. So I tried to look at it that way. Maybe it was, it was an honor to come on the last day. <laughs> so I had, I had, I really wanted to make sure that they remembered something. So I took them through a couple of things. One, I called the million dollar question. I took them through that. I actually have a million dollar bill. We, we go through this little question and answer thing. I had Adrian Martinez doing that. Uh, he did great. And uh, it was, uh, um, anyway, the way it turns out, it sends a big message about how hard they're working. Uh, and then I took uh, Brent Banks uh, through um, uh, compound interest which is a book I gave you about, you know, every day just doing a little bit, but it's, it, we go through this question and answer, would you rather have a penny that doubles every day or $3 million? And anyway, that exercise. And then we talked about uh, what great teams are. And, and I use the Navy SEALs and what makes them great teams. And then I took, told a couple of stories about when I coached football. So, cause you know, I just start off with, I used to be a football coach and, and <laughs> the girls tell me, cause they are friends with a lot that they think I'm cool. Now, why they think I'm cool. I have no idea, but, um, they, the football uh, guys think you're cool. Yeah. So okay. anyway, I want to make sure they knew I used to coach football and, 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 uh, was a defensive coordinator and all that. And anyway, that's how I started out. But, um, and then the last thing I ended with, with uh, last two things I ended with uh, was uh, their why. What is their why? And I have a couple of videos, and one of them is of Jordan Larson at the Wash against Washington in 2008, our big comeback in the fifth game, and what Jordan's why was. It was about her mom and what was going on, and and I just saw her will a match away from Washington in Washington, and uh, and then we ended with the three bones that they're trying to develop. So. Backbone, um, wishbone, and a funny bone. That's right. But I tied it all in with what they're trying to do. So it was fun. Uh, I loved it. And um, 
just told those guys, I, I love their team. I love, you know, I love their staff and I'm their number one fan. And I could hardly sit through the games. I get so nervous. And, and, uh, but anyway, it was really cool. And I, I see those guys all the time. And, um, so, uh, anyway, it was, a, it was an honor and hope, hope, and I know, I know they remembered some of it because the girls were telling me the next day that they were all sharing with them what they learned. So I know a couple of them got it. And then of course, uh, one of the big offensive linemen, Turner Cochran wanted to take a picture with me for his mom. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh. <laughs> this guy's huge. And he's like, coach, will you take a picture for my mom? Oh, <laughs> he loves Nebraska volleyball. That's so cute. So. Okay. So the last two updates I want to talk about. First one is the Olympics. You had Tyler Hildebrand helping with the beach team which uh, Alex and the A-team, Alex and April won gold. Then you had Numani, who was there as a nutritionist. A lot of people forget that she was there. And then Jordan, Kelsey, and Justine were, of course, on the indoor team and won gold as well. So I guess my question to you is, what does that mean to you, you know, having all those people a part of your program or previously a part of your program? And how does that reflect back on Nebraska volleyball? Well we are trying to do everything at an elite level and prepare players that if they want to go beyond Nebraska and play and have a career that they're prepared to go. So as we, the way we define that is we train the complete athlete and it's all those things you talked about, plus the mental side, the physical side, nutritional side, sleep, uh, training in the gym, you know, knowing how to take care of their bodies, all those things. So, that's how we look at our program. And then we try to hire people that are world-class and, you know, we got two coaches essentially that were, you know, got asked to go to the Olympics. And then of course, three of the 12 players were from Nebraska, which is a huge percentage if you think about it. So uh, we're just really proud. It validates that what we're doing is working. So it helps me as a coach to have confidence. I know how we're training. I know what we're doing. And I know this is working. Um, and uh, so that part of it, and then it's, it's a great to sell the recruits and our, our recruiting is, I, I've, I'm seeing things in recruiting I've never seen before, but, but these young recruits are seeing this and they want to be a part of this. And uh, so it's been pretty cool um, to see that. And, and, and we're able to sell it really well because we have so many great examples. Awesome. All right. The last update I want to touch on is the AD change, Trev Alberts. I mean, that's a big change for you. It's, it's a, technically a new boss. How is that going? Uh, have you met with him? Do you like him? He, I saw him at the, the red white scrimmage last night. So he obviously supports volleyball. He loves volleyball. He was tweeting about volleyball. Uh, so I think he's a big fan of yours, but how, how has that transition gone? Uh, I think it's, I think he's the perfect guy. He's the right guy. He gets Nebraska, he bleeds Husker. Uh, he wants to see this place be great. Um, he's had his oldest daughter played uh, volleyball at Clemson. 
And I remember when I first met him, I was sitting in the, up in Omaha at the Christmas tournament, or I'm sorry, the President's Day tournament. And Trev walks in and three, three, I walked in with him and he's got a three piece suit on walking in because he was coming from being the AD at Nebraska, Omaha. So we happened to go to the same court. So I went and sat next to him, introduced myself, and we started talking. And first thing I said, you know, you know, Trev, you look like so out of place here being in a suit. <laughs> You know, he goes, yeah, I know, I can tell. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, his daughter went through and went to Clemson and played. And, um, but it was based on that conversation that we talked about bringing the Nebraska team to open up Baxter Arena the first year it was open that he was building. And he said, would you come up there? And I was explaining to him that we don't really like leaving the Banny to go up, to go to another place in state. And uh, unless we can get, you know, huge crowds and, and because we, you know, have the opportunity to have great crowds here. So anyway, we made that deal, but I, I made the, the deal was he, I had to get to sit on the ice for a hockey game and they even let me throw the fish out and all this crazy hockey stuff they do. But we, that night he sat with me and, uh, and actually your husband was there and Taylor and we, you know, he sat and talked to us, explained hockey and anyway, got to know him a little bit better. So, we kind of had this connection uh, and he knows volleyball, but I think he's great. Um, to me, the biggest worry I had um, uh, out in the parking lot by Hendricks, I kept seeing this uh, last oh. couple of weeks. This <laughs> this is going to be your confession. Yeah, this is my confession. Great. Okay. So, okay. So go, go ahead. This is your confession. Yeah. So um, I keep seeing this orange at Ford Expedition out there. And I'm like, and it's parked where the ADs parked. And it's and bright orange, right? It's, it's this awful orange. Like okay. somebody messed up the paint job. Like Texas orange. Almost like tech. Maybe that's why I hated it so much. Thank you. That's <laughs> what it is. It's like Texas orange. So I find, I go, Trev, please tell me that's not your orange car out there. And he goes, yeah, it is. And, and, uh, uh, so anyway, Mickey Anderson, who owns the dealerships, several dealerships, and he owns the dealership, Lexus dealership, which I get my car through, which he gives me a really cool car. It's got red seats in it. It's a Lexus. So recruits love it. So anyway, I'm like, I, then I go over there and work out and I see it again. And I go, I just can't stand this. It's driving me nuts. I text Trev again. I go, Trev, you got to get a different car. And he goes, no, this is the one Mickey wants me to drive. And he gave it to him when he was up at UNO. So I'm like, Trev, either get a new car or I'm calling him. Next day, it's still out there. I call up Mickey. Mickey, we got an AD here. His nickname is the Babyface Assassin, and he's driving an orange Ford Exhibition. <laughs> we got to get him a cool car. So Mickey goes, okay, what, what do you think? He goes, I've got an Audi Q8. I go, perfect. And he goes, well, just make sure Trev loves it. I'm going to call Trev. And I'm going to say, Trev, we got a recall on the Ford Expedition. You got to bring it back. We're going to swap out a new car. Anyway, he got this Audi Q8. It's got red stitching in the seats. Well, you know how much I love cars. It's got yeah. cool wheels on it. It's red trim, black and red trim. It's, it's really cool. I mean, because so, I said, Trev, you're over there with the football guys every day walk by there. They got to know the AD has got a cool car. Otherwise, you know. It's got, they got to be coach, cool, or Trev, cool car. And 
I said, same with me. If I drove that orange expedition, my players would disown me. They wouldn't even talk to me. <laughs> so Trev thinks that his original orange car was recalled. Yeah. He now know he now knows the whole story. He told me last night. He finally <laughs> Yeah, he first thought it was all a recall. They were playing a deal trick on him. Dang it. I was hoping that he would have to listen to this podcast to find out the truth. No, he now knows. Because I asked him last night if he knew the whole story. And he says, yeah, I found out. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, anyway, our AD drives a cool car now that, because, uh, you know, it's, it's all about, got to have, got to have a little uh, swag. Hey, he's new. He's learning. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So since you just did your confession, I'm going to do my confession. Okay. Uh, due to just COVID concerns and trying to keep Matt and my daughter safe and healthy, I'll actually be calling all of the matches uh, this season remotely. And that's again, thanks to Mike Elliott. He makes all of that happen behind the scenes. Uh, he's the genius behind it all. And uh, it, it kills me not to be at the matches. I love, you know, being in person and I, I have a lot of, uh, I like to call them friends of mine who listen to JV and I on the radio and come say hi when we're up in the booth at Devaney. Um, so if I'm not there and you're wondering why I'm still on the air, that's why. So I won't physically be at matches to say hi to everyone, but uh, you'll still hear my voice on the mic. <laughs> no, no response. <laughs> Well, I already know that, and I know you guys aren't traveling with us, so I'm not. Yeah. I already know all this, so. But that, that's a oh. that's a COVID protocol for the radio squad is we're not allowed to travel to away games. Yeah, all I know this, Lauren. Uh, I have spoke a lot this summer everywhere I go. I've been in a lot of small towns in Nebraska, seed seed farmers and farmers and. Uh, you know, just town events and everything. Uh, I was in Logan view for, uh, uh, a big whole town out in uh, chapel, Nebraska. They just had a high school sports banquet, but the whole town, the whole town comes in. Anyway, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people tell me like, we just love Lauren and JB. We love listening. Just oh, are they going to still do it? So you guys have a big following. I we hear that a lot. That. We both appreciate that. I know JB does as well. Okay, do you have a lesson for today? Um, a lesson for today. Um, oh, that's a, okay, lesson for today. Um, my, my lesson today is uh, um, if we wanna be a great team, we gotta serve tougher. <laughs> You guys missed so many serves, especially Lexi. I think she missed four last night. Yeah, yeah. Whitney but missed four too, but Whitney also ran a bunch of points. So, um, but um, I, I just think the, the lesson right now is uh, let's be positive and hope this season is going to go off and we can have a full crowd. And um, the lesson is, you know, uh, we really appreciate all that we have here now that it's back you even appreciate it more and that's why the girls got emotional i i i had to stay in the tunnel lauren i couldn't come out right away i'm just like you know and i've been doing this a while and it was just it was overwhelming to see this place full and alive and energized and electric so i mean i almost wanted to go up and introduce myself to big red like who are you 
because Big Red, you know, <laughs> or Little Red, sorry, Little Red, Little Red's out there jumping around. I can't even get by him, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to say, hey, who are you? I'm Coach Cook. So uh, <laughs> anyway, it was, it was a lot of fun. I think the serving errors are, they probably all had nerves last night. And then you also have to remember when there's fans in Devaney compared to when there's not fans, your depth perception is thrown off when you're back there serving. So it's that probably had to, to play into it a little bit as well, just with them getting used to fans being back in there because throughout the entire spring, they were serving without fans. Uh, that's a great point. And uh, you, I even noticed that sitting and watching the match, my depth perception was off. I mean, I was like, well, this is weird. It just, everything was different than what we're used to in practice and no fans, but we actually didn't miss as many as normal in a red white. So it was actually a pretty good night. I just want to see us serve a little tougher and uh, unless our passing is getting better. So maybe the passing is getting better. So passing looked pretty good at, yeah. at times. Maybe that's what it is. And our servers are still serving tough, but we can, we can clean that up. All right. Well, my lesson is to be flexible with your goals and, the reason I bring this up is Kennedy Orr actually called me this week to share her goals. I don't know if that's something you had all the players do call a, a former player and share their goals with them. Yes, we but did. Anyway, okay. This lesson came to mind and she had some incredible goals and I hope that she's able to reach them all. And I know uh, mostly everyone has goals that they're trying to accomplish. And, but sometimes, you know, your path changes and you have to adjust those goals and so just keep that in mind, like you're setting goals for yourself anytime soon, uh, especially as we near the end of 2021. I'm sure a lot of people have goals that they're trying to reach um, just to, to be flexible with those goals and, and know that sometimes they change and that's OK. And, and the great ones adjust, right? The great ones adjust. Yeah. Uh, but Kennedy's Kennedy's goals better change uh, real quick here, whatever they were. <laughs> She, she, she has some, she had some good goals. I was very impressed for a freshman. Yeah. She's, she, well, she's going to get a great opportunity now. Just maybe step in sooner than she thought. So, um, well, I think she's Lauren, one of the most, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was you go ahead. Sorry. She's one of the most hyped up players to ever come through Nebraska. So I think a lot of people were excited to watch her last night. And, you know, unfortunately if Nicklin is out, I, I still think it will be exciting to see, you know, if Kennedy step, has to step in, what she's able to do. Yeah. Lauren, I'll also, uh, I'll reveal tonight or on this podcast, uh, our captains. Uh, we, oh, we revealed them last night. You did? Okay. All right. But you can, but for anyone who didn't listen on the radio. Well, I think, I think it's, uh, I'd like to kind of share the process that we went through uh, with the captains and, uh, because Lauren Stivers told me she didn't want to, after the season ended last year, she didn't want to be captain. And this summer she didn't want to be captain because she was so unsure of her situation. So I'm like, well, Lauren, if you come back, you're going to be captain, whether you want to be or not. I mean, I, that's not even my decision, just who you are and the respect our players have for you. So um, anyway, we were debating how to do this. And so we spent a couple sessions this summer talking about great leadership and what it takes and the characteristics and then uh, we identified and defined that for them. And we actually had to do a couple practice, like, you know, who, who is, who's best under pressure and rank them top three. So anyway, and then Friday or two days ago, we had them do another survey and ask them, you know, okay, who, who are your, 
who are your captains and why? And they had to write it out and explain and put their name on it. And, and then we as a coaching group agreed with what they came up with. Um, so I think it was pretty cool. And just, I want to get this on record. So Lauren told me like, coach, nobody's going to vote for me. And I go, Lauren, you will have unanimous hundred percent votes except yourself because you won't vote for yourself. She goes, no way. And even though we're not supposed to bet, we bet. And I gave her 10 to one odds. And of course she had hundred <laughs> percent. So, uh, but I, but anyway, I didn't collect, but we were just betting for fun. And um, so anyway, Nick Lynn, Lauren and, and Kenzie Knuckles, Kenzie Knuckles, who's somehow brought these freshmen together. And I don't know, I, again, this is all behind the scenes stuff, but man, they, they really supported her and wanted her to be a captain. That was a little bit of a surprise when I heard that, but yeah. after watching the scrimmage last night, I could kind of see uh, what you were talking about, just how supportive she was of some of those newer players. And you could, you could just see her, you know, saying, Hey, great serve, great job, or you got this and, you know, tapping them on the back and, you just, once I started paying more attention to it, you saw her in that leadership role last night in the scrimmage, but I didn't notice that last spring, but I also didn't really pay attention to it. So I'm, I, I'm happy I, for her. I was shocked, but she's done something and, and she's also kind of got a new role. And I think she's really embraced that. And I think, you know, you, you see players get a lot of respect when something like that happens and they, they can pout about it or they can embrace it and, She's done a great job. Well, to end today's episode, oh. we have <laughs> that special surprise guest. Oh, who's, who's our surprise from, guest? Who's up from her nap. Oh, there's baby Madden on the podcast. Can you say hi? Hey, Madden. How are you doing? Can you say hi to Grandpa? We're teething. Yeah. Can you say hi? Can you, can you wave to Grandpa? All right, Madden. Hi. We're teething. We have we, just a, got up. we should get sponsored by Adidas because we have on matching. I don't know if you can see. I can see it. Yeah. Matching Adidas shirts. Yeah. I, I've, oh, yeah. yeah, man. Hi. I've sent some of the pictures of baby Madden to our Adidas rep. He loves it with her and an Adidas onesies or whatever you call them. <laughs> can you say hello to Husker Nation? Yeah. 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 Oh, go, go big red. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say grandpa? We're still working on our, on our speech. He's doing good. All right. Just get her jumping. <laughs> all right. Well, we will talk to you all next month. Thank you so much for tuning in, watching and go big red thank you coach cook for your time